Howdy friend. Welcome to Homegrown. I'm your host R.P. Smith. Deer season has been less than stellar this year. I've gotten in quite a bit of hiking and pretty much all I have to show for it is one of the ranch coyotes now has a pronounced limp. But there are a few hours left along with muzzleloader season and late doe seasons and it's not like we had much open space in the deep freezers anyway. The reason that I prefer hiking to using vehicles is that I have a vehicle that's never been the same after one bad day of deer hunting. Might just be carrying on a tradition in our part of the world. Let's take a trip back 140 years ago to the early days of Custer County for one that I call the Inventors. Wise men like to mention necessity precedes invention. I'm here to say that isn't always so. Sometimes the circumstances while stepping through life's dances are fumbled on while giving the job a go. On the plains of Custer County gathering her wild bounty in the form of native plum and choke cherry, Jess Gandy and his missus tell us a reminiscence of a summer out in Everosa, Mary. The year was 1881 when our story had begun. Jess Gandy from the wagon he had strayed, absorbed in gathering fruit when he heard his sweetheart shoot, he ran back to the wagon some dismayed. Then praising Mrs. Gandy's luck, she had shot a four-point buck, venison they'd have with fresh plum sauce. Looking closer, they did find they might be in a bind, act quickly or suffer from a loss. For the deer that Mrs. Gandy gunned was really only stunned and appeared to be recovering of his senses. They had not another load and a knife had not been stowed. Wild plum do not require such defenses. Not long did Gandy stand, as fervently he planned, he quickly threw the buck into the wagon. With yards of halter rope he had found a way to cope, his sweetheart thought the plan just might be lagging. As Jess straddled that buck's neck, he said, let him go, by heck. Jarvis Kimes' place is just half a mile away. Mrs. Gandy held the team straight, with no time for debate, for the deer from his slumber now did stray. As Mr. Buck and Mr. Gandy had a match that was a dandy, that wagon encountered each formation of the plain. Gopher mounds and badger hollers, cat steps and buffalo wallers while freighting a clattering cyclone on a runaway train. The team's fears had been ignited by the passengers' cries excited, the sound of hooves and antlers shredding clothes and wood, and it seemed the worst of times before they reached the home of Kimes the deer being the only one still looking good. As the team stood there winded, Mrs. Gandy's driving was defended. Jess clung to the buck wearing ribbons head to feet, and the wagon that had been their pride no longer claimed to either side. All remaining was floorboards and driver's seat. So there you have my story that brings Custer County glory. I have given the facts as they have been presented. The collaboration of folks named Gandy and a deer that came in handy on the day that the buckboard was invented. I'd like to wrap up this morning's program with a commentary from my Colorado philosopher friend, Vess Quaylen. I shared this a couple years back and I still appreciate Vess's thoughts on the subject of gratitude. Holiday season greetings to both friends and enemies. I'm grateful to have been born where I was, when I was, and to good parents 
A few days before Thanksgiving, I limped my way into the eighth decade on a right leg crippled by polio in 1951. I'm grateful to have raised a family with the same good woman I have been married to for over 60 years. I'm grateful for my struggles and failures. I never learned much from easy victories, and they usually caused me to think I was smarter than I actually was, and usually led me to more spectacular failures. If I were elected King of the United States, incidentally, that's a very bad idea, and allowed to govern by executive order, I would order the pharmaceutical companies to develop a gratitude serum. My second order would be all subjects to proceed to the nearest dispenser of inoculations and receive a generous dose. A grateful population would probably be able to solve most of our problems without so much discord. To those who rush about with their hair on fire insisting our country has never been more divided and our politicians and businesses more corrupt and shouting down any who disagree, I would gently suggest they Google a little dust-up called the Civil War and the Teapot Dome scandal, and then politely ask where in the hell they were during the 60s. Kevin Rutherford of Road Dog Radio recently mentioned a story I remember reading and misunderstanding many years ago. It was called Acres of Diamonds by Earl Nightingale. The story is about a struggling South African farmer who sold his farm to go seeking a diamond mine. When he returned, broke, destitute, and hungry, to his former farm and found it prosperous, I thought the lesson was against greed. Now years later, I understand his error was lack of gratitude that he was a good farmer with his own farm. The holiday rant is ended. I remove my imaginary crown and abdicate as your king Y'all are on your own. I hope you can be grateful for your own acres of diamonds, wherever they are, and have a th happy Thanksgiving, a Merry Christmas, and a prosperous 2021. That commentary from my friend Vesquelin of Colorado.